Welcome to Want Her, a community-driven podcast for the like-minded female, passionate about creativity, self-discovery, and letting out that inner weird. Brought to your ear holes by two cross-country friends, we want to project one thing. Self-discovery is a lifelong journey, and one that should be fun experiencing. Here, no topic is off-limits. We're just like you, striving for connection, laughter, and the continual reminder that we can actually be whatever the f*** we want. Here's Olivia and Sandy. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Wander. We are Olivia and Sandy, a female empowerment podcast. And today we have another new guest. I'm super excited to talk to her. Yes. She and I connected on Instagram and her name is Jessie. And we're really excited to introduce the topic that we're going to be sharing about today, which is mm-hmm. Latina um, experience and just representation online and in the outdoor mm-hmm. community. So if you want to say hello, just a quick hello, Jessie, and then we'll jump into mm-hmm. the game. Awesome. Thank you, girls, for having me. My name is Jessie. My full name is Jessica Sanchez, but you can call me Jessie. There's already another Jessica Sanchez that was on American Idol, so I claim Jessie. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so if you look at Jessica Sanchez, like another girl will pop up that's a singer. She's an awesome singer, by the way, so check her out. But yeah, Amazing. so Jessie. <laughs> Was she like um, recent in American Idol? I feel like I fell off of that. Me too. You know what? She was she was on there a while back with what's his I name? I gotta I Google real name. quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, Sandy is our designated Googler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on it. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. yes, I remember her. hmm Yeah. So I think she still does music and all that but um yeah so she's also jessica sanchez so i'm jesse with a y <laughs> so that's what i claimed but um i'm jesse and i'm an outdoor adventure photographer and blogger and i'm based in colorado springs originally from so Colorado, illinois <laughs> so i'm originally oh, a midwest girl came to the to the west and i think you're also from ohio right olivia I- Olivia's from Ohio. I'm from Wisconsin. So we're both Midwestern oh, girls. Yes. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So um, as soon as I learned that about you girls, I'm like, yep, the Midwest. Nice. That's why we get oh. along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just wish everyone could see you right now because you're so freaking adorable. <laughs> oh, you have such a bubbly you. little welcoming smile and personality. Yes. And I'm just so excited to talk more about you. Yeah, Thank you so too. much. That's very kind. So we'll jump yeah. into the game. This isn't, I was talking to Sandy before you popped on. This isn't really a game per se. It's kind of more like yeah. a deep question to kind of start the conversation that we're going to be sharing about today. So <laughs> we typed out, talk about an experience you had um, or how you dealt with it when you came face to face with another culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. So Sandy, I love this question. Yeah. Oh, Oh, Jesse! Yes, take it away. I love the enthusiasm. Take it away. (laughs) So I love this question because I don't think dealt with is the proper word I would probably use. It's more of just interacted with. So I think, um, for example, my husband is Norwegian. And so that's been a beautiful experience being with him and in my Mexican Latin culture, we've been together for 12 years. So since the beginning, I've been very interested in, you know, 
wanting to learn more about him and his culture, the Norwegian culture. And him, he's also been more interested in learning about me and the Latin culture, the Mexican culture. So <clears throat> it's been really cool to to just kind of learn about the food, the music, the language even. And so, again, it's not anything I've dealt with, but it's been a really mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful way to kind of merge our lives together and meeting our families and all of that jazz yeah that yeah. is so that cool sounds really oh special yeah yeah very beautiful so like I, you said <laughs> thank you yeah it's been it's been really cool um i've been wanting to visit norway for a while and really immerse immerse myself in the culture um listening to his mom and talk about her background in norway and her love for norway it's Oh. It's really inspiring to hear because I feel that same sense of love from my parents when they talk about Mexico and where they grew up. And so I've been to Mexico many times where my grandparents have lived in their little village, um, oh, but I've cool. never been to Norway. So I would love to go there and just kind of see where she grew up and, and just kind of immerse myself in that kind of culture. And I think that's what I love about travel is it really expands your mind in that way. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah <laughs> so true oh my gosh I love that Liv do you mm -hmm. have something yeah I was gonna kind of piggyback off of what you were saying with travel um I think when I started as a travel nurse I didn't really anticipate how much cu culture I would be exposed to because I'm traveling within the U.S. so yeah. there's still like a connectiveness per se of what I expected mm -hmm. to experience but um, my first contract was in New Mexico and I went into it a completely different person than who I am now, where I was like, my family was like, are you sure you want to do this? This is kind of like the, their only daughter leaving um, thousands yeah. of miles away. They were concerned about my well-being, which I get to a yes. certain extent, but oh, yeah. it made me walk into new experiences kind of closed off. And I think that's why I said the word like dealt with, because it was like my anxiety from having interactions with people that I didn't know, even if they were like, quote unquote, white, you know? Um, yes. Yeah. And I realized, especially looking back on my very first travel contract was a huge like shaping of me in New Mexico. Everyone, even strangers were like genuinely nicer than what I'd experienced in growing up in Ohio. I have yeah. this like vivid memory of walking into, I think it was a dollar general, like my first week there, just picking up something. And the woman at the cashier was, um, busy with another person checking her out. And she still turned to look at me and greet me like 15 feet Aww. away. And I was like, that is, that's different. <laughs> and I, I yeah. had experiences like that continually repeat as I was there with, um, you know, people of different cultures. And it just made yeah. me realize, like, I don't know exactly why I was raised to be kind of like, I, I don't want to say afraid, but just like weary of new people in general. Yeah. Yeah. And I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of that has to do with the media, right? Like it always comes back. Mm -hmm. They're just fear-based, making us want to be scared of each other. But in reality, First of all, we're all here to live. We're all human beings. At the end of the day, we all bleed red. And I love that, you know, I love immersing myself in other uh, cultures, meeting people from other cultures, because 
I think that we can learn so much from each other and how we approach mm-hmm. life, our view on life. So and so, cool. like, for example, New Mexico, I'm in Colorado right now. And in Chicago, I had never been asked. There's so many cultures in Chicago, but there was mm-hmm. never really a huge Native American culture. It wasn't until I came to Colorado that I kept being asked if I was Native American or when I went mm-hmm. to New Mexico, if I was Native American. And um, I never thought of that until I, mm-hmm. you know, I experienced that. And then I started learning slowly the American, the Native American culture. And it's been really interesting to see how they approach life and view view life and, and life experiences. So I think it's really mm-hmm. nice when you can kind of take the little things from each culture and just kind of roll with it. And, you know, it just expands your mind a little bit. Where yeah. um, a while back, I went on a road trip that was a six-month road trip with Phil. <clears throat> and I would relate to that. I was really scared about what was out there. I didn't know the people that I was going to interact with and all that stuff. But it wasn't until I went on that road trip, the one thing that I came out from uh, from that experience was people are, are really nice and they're really kind. And um, yeah, yeah I, it was it really opened my mind to to you know, not everybody are bad people. Most people are genuinely kind. And I think that that's one thing that, that we can all learn from, from especially travel experiences. Yes. So true. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So mine kind of is, yeah, related to travel. Five years ago, I think it was 2019, me and my husband, he was graduating college and um, I decided to get him a trip to the Netherlands. Um, We had an exchange student when I was in high school, so she was in the Netherlands and I also decided to then book a like a bus trip to Paris since we were so close and we're like that was my first time out of the country really. So I was like, let's do this. We're going all out. So we go to Paris. (laughs) Netherlands was amazing. We go to Paris and we're taking, it was like an eight hour bus ride. So it was a long, long ride, (laughs) but we get to Paris and like, I didn't, I was like, oh, I can just download maps on my phone. I don't need to get (laughs) phone service while we're over there. I'll just use Wi-Fi. We're going to be fine. <laughs> um, and so we get to Paris and everyone is speaking French. All the signs <laughs> on the street are French. They don't match my phone maps at all. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was freaking oh, no. out. I'm a very nervous traveler. So I was freaking out. My husband, he was my boyfriend at the time. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. We're going to figure it out. And it was uh, an experience. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm glad yeah. we went there. It was amazing to see Paris. But at first, like, I was terrified because I was like, oh, my gosh. And, like, we were trying to ask people for help and no one was helping <laughs> us. So I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But then finally we yeah, figured our way around. Shock. Yes. <laughs> that's when I truly had culture shock and I was like, okay, okay. And yeah. I had to just calm yeah, down and be like, it's fine. <laughs> and then pe- there were people that helped us. So 
it all ended up being great. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Yeah, I've had culture shock going to Mexico because it wasn't whenever I have been to Mexico, it wasn't just going to Mexico City, which is very, you know, city vibes. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of a lot of American influence there, actually. So there's um, people that speak English there and whatnot. But it was my culture shock came from visiting my parents' little town oh. in Mexico. They live four hours south of Mexico City. And you have to drive okay. on the on the bus, talking about long bus rides. I think you have to drive like four hours in circles oh on a mountain. And it's not like really nice mountain roads here in Colorado Springs. It's like kind of sketchy. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I just like, you know, the way there's no like guardrails, that kind of sketchy and stuff. Oh my gosh. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so going there, my grandpa, um, this, he doesn't have like running water or he doesn't have like oh. a stove. He has one of those, uh, what do they call it? You know, the wood fire pizzas that we have. And we, yeah, like, you know, they make the pizzas and put the pad, mm. the pizza on the paddle and they throw it in. That's normal over there. <laughs> and so that's how that's he makes so cool. his bread. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, same thing with like the toilets and stuff. Uh, oh. There's not like a flushing toilet. You have to get like a bucket and like flush it, like throw it in the, in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and so oh that my was God. my culture shock because I grew up here in Chicago in America. And, you know, yeah. it, it made me realize how privileged I am mm-hmm. um, living here and how, how grateful I should be. Even those smallest things here, or even like healthcare. I'm in healthcare, and it's so easy to get healthcare here. And there's mm, a lot wow. to that, but yeah. relatively speaking, like there is a hospital, you know, ten minutes from me, versus, yeah. or I can call nine one one or an ambulance. Versus over there, it's he has to drive at least two hours to get to a, a good hospital. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my culture shock. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to kind of dig in deeper to that conversation Mm because it seems like already it's a topic that you're really passionate about. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, let's talk about you more specifically. You said you're from uh, Chicago originally. Now you're in Colorado Springs. You're an outdoor travel photographer. Is that like what you do full time? Or did I hear you say you were in healthcare? Or did I like, I might have you are okay so just share a little bit about you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um so I am slowly building my adventure travel photography business and blogging business and I've been very public about that online recently on my Instagram um but so that is what I would hope to do full-time in the future and I've been working towards that and creating systems and pitching to clients and stuff like that and but right now for my full-time income, I do, I am a radiation therapist. So I work at a hospital Okay. Um, at an outpatient cancer clinic. So I don't know oh. if you guys know what that is, yep. but um, a lot of people get it confused with nursing. They always ask me, are you a nurse? And I'm like, no, um, it's a little different there. We have nurses yeah. in our department, oncology nurses, but what I do is what I tell people is like when someone is diagnosed with cancer, you usually have you know, one of three routes. You have either surgery or sometimes you have uh, chemo, which is like the drug aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, they give the drugs or you, you lose your hair. And that's what a lot of people see on Hollywood mm-hmm. movies, like those cancer movies. Mm-hmm. 
But what I do is I deliver high beam radiation to my cancer patients. So, um, yeah. So, for example, like breast cancer, they would have a round of chemo and then they would come to me and we would just uh, radiate the breast. Um, yeah. So oh, that's wow. what I do full time. And I have to say that has a, that experience being a radiation therapist amongst my experience of being a Latin, a Latina growing up in America has both just really shaped how I approach life and how I approach honestly just anything my experiences approaching different cultures and I think it's um, really shaped how I think plus my past experiences mm. as well can you expand on that like um, I know we're going to get into your mm. Latina experience but how mm. do you feel like being your radiation employee affects how you go about life just because you're meeting yeah. people when they're in like a bad chapter so or a hard true. chapter I should say yeah it's a lot of people don't like to talk about death because it's a, a heavy subject and it's a very right. scary subject for a lot of people. And I've been public about this on Instagram as well. But um, I, the way I got into it was I had a younger brother who had passed away from cancer uh, seven mm. years ago. And so I was actually going for nursing as well. And it wasn't until I went through that experience um, that I got introduced into the oncology field. And at such a young age, him and I are just three years apart. And he was first diagnosed when he was 12 years old and I was 15. Whenever that happened, it was such a, uh, you know, at a, such a young age, you're kind of thrown into this mindset of like, oh, death. I got to think about death now. Like, yeah, no, yeah, at 15 yeah. and 12 years old, you got to be thinking about like just having fun. And so exactly. I think that if you talk to anybody who has gone through anything of that sort at such a young age, it really kind of makes you grow up really quick and makes you start thinking yeah. about life differently. And so um, fast forward, that introduced me into the field of radiation oncology. And I just remember how the radiation therapists and the oncology nurses just treated my family. They were so kind mm -hmm. and they were so, they were part of the family in that time. Mm -hmm. And um, they made such a big impact in our life, right? You know that saying, I'm sure you are familiar with, um, I think it's by Maya Angelou, like someone may forget your name, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And so that's how I feel about that experience. Yeah. And that made me go into this field. And so going, being a radiation therapist has um, and dealing with death, I see death every single day as far as people trying to avoid it, trying to fight for their lives and stuff like that. Mm. And so it just, I come home and I really do feel gratitude for my life, for waking up every single day, for being healthy, for being mm -hmm. um, able to fight for my dreams. And that's why I was saying, like, I would hope to be a full-time photographer in the future. And that's what I... I'm working towards, but I think the fire within me that pushes me forward um, is that just reminder of like, life is so short, anything can happen at any time. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, that has really helped me just find gratitude in, in everyday life. And so there's wow. so much to it, but that's just kind of like a quick run through. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Jesse, that your story is incredible how you started and just like 
That's incredible. I'm so sorry for your loss too. Thank you. That's no, thank you. Really He's my angel now. So oh, yeah. So amazing. I, I always, <laughs> I always say that, um, I try to use that experience as more of an inspiration now to keep going because yeah. no matter who it is, you know, whether it's like a, a brother or a mother or a sister, even the best friend, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that they would want you to continue this life because you're still in it. And so like, why not shoot for those crazy yeah. dreams? Like you just never know. Exactly. So. I completely <laughs> agree. A hundred percent. Always follow your dreams. <laughs> and I love that you're doing that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that kind of ties in with like my Latin experience. Like mm-hmm. no, hearing my parents' story about coming to America for that better life and just kind of yeah. shooting for it. That amongst my experience with radiation therapy, I'm just like, I have no excuses. If I fail, I want to yeah. say I probably failed. Oh, I love but, that. you know, I, yes. I, um, and I, you can stop me. I'm a little chatty, but there's a book I love that it. I'm reading. <laughs> there's a book that I'm reading and uh, what is it called? I can't think of the title off my mind, but I'm a big space nerd. And I used to want to be an astronomer when I was growing up. And <laughs> and so the, the book is written by an astronomer. And he talks about in this book about perseverance and like how his dream was to be an astronomer. And he said, you know what? If you want to go for this dream, for example, shoot for the shoot for the moon or whatever. I can't exactly remember what he said, but he said, because if you don't even land there, mm. you'll land among the stars. And you'll be on that path still around what you want to do. And Mm -hmm. I think being surrounded in that is so beautiful. So, yeah, I just find so so much inspiration from so many things. And I'm such a passionate person and driven person. And I can be a little intense in that fashion sometimes. But I try to remind myself, like, just take it day by day and it'll all work out. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. First of all, (laughs) yes, and there's nothing wrong with being like super passionate because I think those are the people that are going to eventually succeed because you're going to like give it everything you have. Yeah. But yeah, it makes me wonder, like I immediately jumped to this. I feel like with any guest that I'm like connecting with, do you know what your Enneagram type is? Do you know what that is? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I, I honestly have taken the, um, the test but I don't know if I'm taking the right test to be quite honest with you I don't okay. remember if it gave me a four or a one or okay <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember I have to take it I'll let you know again <laughs> okay yeah we'll have to swap numbers because I can send you the test that I send like to everybody but I'm yeah I'm a four and I'm getting strong okay. four vibes from you <laughs> so if my hunches are correct yeah. I feel like that's why I relate to you really well because I'm really passionate too. And I just, I love your story already, but let's jump in more to the Latina experience specifically. Mm -hmm. We want to know about your parents' immigration and how that shaped your life growing up and your views of American culture and anything Mm -hmm. else that sticks out to you. Yes. Yeah, I would love that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So my parents came... So I am a first-generation Mexican-American, meaning I was born here. My parents are both from Mexico. They're both citizens now. But um, my dad 
first came here when he was 16 years old. And wow. he tells me how different time was back then. I mean, I can only imagine he's now mm-hmm. 54, 55 or something like that. Oh, no, I think it's 60-something. I don't even know my dad's <laughs> age. But anyways. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, so he was telling me how he came and he didn't really know English at the time. And he was just working in the kitchens, you know, um, cooks and dishwasher. And all of those stories that you hear, like that was my, my parent or my dad. And eventually he worked his way up. My dad is a very hard worker and both of my parents are. And I think that I'm not alone in saying that. I think a lot of immigrant parents are no matter where in the world you're coming from Mm -hmm. and um and so uh he was here for a couple years he would work and then send money back to my grandparents and I and I think what a lot of people don't realize is when people come from other places especially third world countries they come because they um they want to you know, bring money back to their family because it goes a long way over there. It helps them elevate their lifestyle as far as like, you know, they can afford more food and, and healthcare costs, stuff like that. And so, mm-hmm. um, he was here for a couple of years and then he met my mom. He would call my, my grandma and my mom would answer oh. the phone. So this is a funny story, but I think you girls would like it. So, okay. yeah. my grand- <laughs> so my parents are both from the same little town. And back in the day, there was only one telephone in the entire town. And so wow. there would be the one person that would pick up the phone calls and be like, oh, who do you want to see? Okay, give me 20 minutes. I'll give you a call back. She would write down a number, hang up run to the person's house and be like, hey, you got a a call from so-and-so, come with me. They would come back and then she'd dial. And that's how like the landline would happen. (laughs) And so my dad would um, call my grandparents just to check in, you know, I'm doing okay, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And my mom was working. She was the phone person. And I don't know how it happened, but eventually they started talking and, oh. and um, <laughs> that's how they met. And that's so, um, <laughs> yeah, so after a couple of years, he came back to Mexico and to visit my grandparents. He finally met my mom, went on the first date and then brought my oh. mom to America. And that's how they came here. So I think my mom was about uh, 18 when she came. She had me a couple okay. of years after. That's what I was going to yeah. ask. Oh, my God. She, did she not speak any English either? No. So my dad now wow. speaks English. You can have a conversation with him. And my mom, bless her heart, she's so cute. Her and I, she's so dorky, which I think is awesome because I think that's where I get my personality from. Yeah. Um, she has always wanted to learn English. That's like her American dream, right? Like, I want to learn English. And, and she's always but for some reason she just says it's so hard which I agree mm-hmm. it's so hard and right now she's back in school and she's like you know what I'm gonna try to learn English till the day I die so Aww. one day uh, she texted me randomly saying hello daughter how is your day period because <laughs> she's practicing cute. <laughs> but um but yeah so they came when they were about 16 and 18 and um I've been, they've been here ever since. I forgot what the question was. (laughs) Uh, You're fine. Um, So (laughs) 
did your dad originally come to Chicago? Is that where he ended yeah. up originally? And yeah. now they're still there? Yeah, yeah. Everyone, wow. um, it seemed to be that there was a lot of uh, jobs um, for, mm-hmm. you know, immigrants in Chicago and the word spread. And so people would come to Chicago. So he came in through yeah. California, I remember. And wow. um and then he finally went across the West. I remember him. He tells me about the road trip he was in. He passed through Colorado and he was saying that Colorado was beautiful and California was beautiful. But eventually the jobs were in Chicago. So that's where we ended up. And that's where all my family to the day, my family and my friends um, from Chicago. But and my parents are from. Okay. Two questions. Or I guess one is a statement. <laughs> It is wild for me to think about uprooting my life and uprooting like from my family to go to a place where I don't speak the language at all. Yeah. Like I had a traveling nurse contract in California in an area that was heavily Mexican and everybody like 75% of the patients I took care of were only Spanish speaking. And even just like that, I don't want to say it was a roadblock, but it made care so much like more of a challenge so I just can't imagine doing that and like I I just that's (laughs) something to be applauded for but two I heard you saying like (laughs) talking about your dad telling you about this road trip and how beautiful Colorado Mm -hmm. was do you feel like that kind of had an impact on you wanting to come to Colorado or like how did you get yourself here yeah um so I have been road tripping with my parents and my brother um, since I was eight years old. We would, oh, cool. um, I mean, flights were a little expensive. They still are. Right. And right. with a family of four, I mean, forget about it. <laughs> and yeah. so, and, you know, gas was cheaper back then. And so mm-hmm. um, we just road trips. So we would road trip to... Oh. Uh, Texas, because I have family in Texas, uh, Canada, we would road trip to Florida. And then we used to always road trip to Mexico. That was like a four day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But um, yeah, that's kind of where my love of road tripping came from. Okay. Um, I remember vividly, my mom would wake me up at like four in the morning because we would always hit the road before the sun came up for some reason. <laughs> and so she would wake me up like, mija, it's time to go in Spanish, right? Mija means yeah. daughter. Right. And, um, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, great. And so like my eight-year-old self would grab my backpack in the corner with all of my eight-year-old essentials in there. Uh-huh. And, you know, the DVD players where you would like open and yes. put the DVD in. <laughs> and so... We would uh, road trip all night. And I remember one vivid memory was like, we had a green Tahoe. It was a big truck that would fit a lot of people in my family. And so I remember my brother was in the back seat, and I was in like the trunk trunk where it was like open. <laughs> and um, I was laying down and I remember my dad was driving and like all I saw were the stars because the sun hadn't come up yet. And Aww. I just remember feeling so happy and I, I think that was my first, um, my first seed that was planted in me about how much I loved travel and, and road trips. And mm-hmm. I don't know, there was a sense of freedom that I had never felt before. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
finally, you know, growing up, you get busy with school, you get busy with like regular life at home. And it wasn't until I graduated from x-ray school, because I'm also an x-ray tech, um, oh, that oh. <laughs> that uh, my my husband, Phil, and I, he had always wanted to go on a big road trip. And I had always had a dream about going on a big road trip one day. And so one day I'm like, you know what? I think for my graduation present, I want to go to Colorado. Why not? Colorado just seems cool. I saw it online. I'm like, it just seems like a really cool place. Not knowing at all what I was going to come across. And finally, we drove across the country on this Honda Element. And we had the best time. He's also an adventurous person. His family is very um, sporty and outdoorsy. And I wasn't, my family wasn't. So it was um, new to me. It was a new experience to me. And it wasn't until finally I remember passing Nebraska and then Kansas. And then like it kind of starts to get rolling hills. And then at one point <laughs> you see the mountains. And I'm like, is that them? Is that them? And oh gosh, I will never forget my mountains. Like I found love. And that's ever Aww. since then, that was in 2017. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm going to live by the mountains somewhere. I don't know where. And eventually we ended up coming to Colorado because we had a couple of friends that moved to Colorado Springs. And that's what ended up having us here. But yeah, that's kind of like a quick story of how we ended up here. <laughs> oh my gosh, cool. So is your husband from <laughs> Chicago too? Yeah, he's also born and raised Aww. in Chicago. And his mom is Aww. from Norway. So it's kind of cool to relate to these immigrant stories, but different because her story coming yeah. here is very similar to my parents. But it's still, there's always a little bit of discrepancies, but it's still very, very similar. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Both of you have similar <laughs> experiences yeah. like that. That's yeah, crazy. It's, been, it's been a wild ride, honestly. And um, people that we co- that come across our journey and people that I meet online, it's been, it's been awesome to just connect with other people mm-hmm. and their stories. And I think that I find such joy and and I think so much curiosity and learning about, oh, your story here and there. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, we cannot relate to each other some way or another. <laughs> exactly. Now, do you yeah. feel like since your family was, or I guess had experience with big moves like Mexico to Chicago, mm-hmm. did you have any mm-hmm. kind of, I don't want to say pushback, but apprehension from your family when mm-hmm. you decided that you were going to go to Colorado? <laughs> Girl, let me tell you, <laughs> it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Other than, you know, saying goodbye to my brother. Uh, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Um, okay. I And I think this is a cultural thing. Um, the Latin culture, the Indian culture. And and I have, I've, I have had Indian friends with very similar cultures from what I've learned. Um, they, we are very community-based. And so um, I'm so close to my parents. And ever since my brother had passed, I just grew so much more closer to my parents. Mm -hmm. And leaving them was just, oh, man, saying goodbye. Let me tell you, that was hard. But I have to say, it's been one of the best things I've ever done for myself as far as growth. Um, I'm also Mm -hmm. the only, I did have a sibling, my brother, but I'm also the only girl growing up in my household and so um 
And of course, being a Latin girl, like there's even an extra layer to that. There's so much more protection mm-hmm. and expectation of me and um, leaving them and my parents. My dad was always there to like, if I had car troubles, oh, I got it, Mika, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, anything like that. He always, always there to protect me. And um, moving out here was really big in my growth journey because I know I can always fly back or I can call them or whatever. But exactly. being out here with Phil, it was kind of like, okay, we're kind of on our own. I feel like a big girl Aww. for the first time in my life. <laughs> um, and so it was hard, but um, it was it was good, I would say. Yeah. 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 Aww, that's awesome. <laughs> so how how was leaving in a personal experience for you? Did you have any kind of like internal doubts or anxiety about hitting the road? I know Mm -hmm. you were with your, were you guys married at that point? No, we just got married uh, this past Labor Day. So we're what, four months married? (laughs) Okay, congrats. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. After 12 years, girls, let me tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, that's a long time. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's been, it's been a big growth journey coming out here. I am also a very anxious person. That's been my biggest mental mm-hmm. health struggle for my entire life. I still remember my first anxiety attack. I was in, mm, I think I was in second grade. I still remember it vividly. Aww. And, um, I've never gone to therapy, not that I'm against it, but I just found meditation and yoga and that has helped me so much, especially Mm. meditation and journaling. So those, a combination of those three with, of course, like hiking and kind of getting myself out there has been Mm. a big healing journey for me. And so um yeah coming out here was definitely a lot of anxiety I didn't know what it's it was more of like the what if right what if it doesn't work what if mm-hmm. so many what ifs what if I don't like it yeah. what if I don't find a job what if Phil and I don't work out you know you hear stories of couples breaking up after yeah. moving across the country but um it's been great I think it's strengthened Phil and I's relationship I think it has made me grow up even more Um, feel much more confident in myself that I know I can do anything I want to Um, and and I can speak English like I know I'll be okay (laughs) you know I can find a job at a grocery store if I needed to um, or my garden center I would probably choose garden center (laughs) and um, and yeah so it's been it's been good it's been a good journey Um, I've loved meeting new friends I I have to say that's probably been the hardest part about moving away from your community is finding friends as an Mm -hmm. adult holy cow it's so hard because I especially going somewhere where people already have their group of friends it's almost hard to introduce somebody new and so I've kind of started it's almost like dating like putting myself out there and so like I've reached out to people online and Mm-hmm. Um, I started going on like these Facebook hiking groups and just oh, putting cool. myself out there like, hey, do you want to hang out? Do you want to go on the hike together? Mm-hmm. And that's how I've made my friends here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of start Aww. to build a community here and there. But yeah, I feel like that's also something that a lot of people don't talk about is making friends as an adult. Um, I feel like we vent about it like at least every <laughs> other episode or something. It's, it's a phase it's so we're hard. both in right now. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't feel like anybody really prepped us about how certain parts that you didn't expect of adulthood would be challenging, like making yeah. new friends or just putting yourself out there. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, easy when you're going to an establishment every day, right? Like school or work. But yes. me personally, yes. until recently, like I tried my best to keep work and, and personal life separate. I don't know why. I think... I don't know why I do that, but I, I like to mm-hmm. just kind of keep them a little bit separate. Um, there are a couple of uh, coworkers that I do. I am friends with and I hang out outside of work. But for the most part, I've always tried to keep my professional life and personal life separate. Um, yeah. And so whenever I do that and I move to an, an estate and then I'm like, oh, so how else am I going to find friends? <laughs> and like, I'm not going to yeah. go to the bar every single weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah but it's been oh fun I, I love Colorado honestly oh that's awesome I know you said that there was there was a lot of representation in Chicago and that makes mm-hmm. sense because it's a really big city mm-hmm. Colorado Springs do you feel yeah. like that was a different experience I'll tell you what someone told Phil when we first moved here there's more culture in Greek yogurt than there is in Colorado Springs oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's blunt oh so, um, I think that that's slowly changing I really do um, awesome. I don't know who told him that it was a co-worker of his but um, I think that you know it's such a transient city I think that's the right word right um people are moving um in and out Mm -hmm. all the time and i think Mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with the big military presence here which is another big culture shock to me yes Um, there's not a big military presence in chicago at least none that you know there's no bases there and here we have the air force base the army base i can't remember what else yeah and it's all very new to me so there's a lot of people moving in out Mm-hmm. And um, because the city is also growing, there's a lot of people moving in from other states. And so I think that the culture is definitely changing. It's growing. Um, the big thing that I missed moving here from Chicago was the food. The food in Chicago is amazing. Yes. And here I just couldn't find you know, the quality food that I found back mm-hmm. in Chicago. And so I, um, it wasn't until finally recently I started creating like a Google Maps list of all the places that I really enjoyed so I can just save it and reference back to it. Smart. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I think that because of people moving here little by little, um, I think there's definitely a lot more culture growing here. There's a lot more. Um, there's a couple of new Latin restaurants that have popped up that are really good. They're, they're more trendy, upscale, you know, Latin restaurants. They're not like authentic hole in the wall kind of restaurants, but I think that they're really good still. And um, I've been to a couple really good um, Indian restaurants and Asian restaurants. So I think the culture is growing. Um, but of course it doesn't compare to like a bigger city like Denver or Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So if we're talking about like dreams for your future, I know mm-hmm. you're um, like travel blogger and into photography. Mm-hmm. I do like some brand photography as well, where I'll mm-hmm. work with outdoor brands to take pictures mm-hmm. of products and stuff. Is that yeah. kind of what you're doing as well with the outdoor photography or is it a little different? 
Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, I remember when I first started getting into photography, I kind of wanted to see what kind of photography I wanted to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that weddings are a big thing and it's very lucrative, Mm -hmm. but honestly, it just wasn't for me. Uh, For me, I love getting out there. I love working with outdoor brands and just kind of telling stories. I think telling stories is the is the one thing that I love and that's where I am going to. So working with outdoor brands and um, tourism DMOs and kind of promoting products and destinations like that. I've had the pleasure of working with a couple brands already. So I've been really happy about that. Um, But I think that they're, I don't know, they're, I think a big reason why I keep wanting to do it is because online I see a lot of amazing photographers in this outdoor adventure space, right? There's a photographers mm-hmm. of every different niche, but in this specific space, I see amazing photographers, but um, I don't see a lot of, um, you know, great photographers or at least well-known photographers that have my same story of my immigrant background or my parents. Um, they're up bringing in their struggle or just like a simple, little Mm -hmm. fact that I can relate to you know and I feel like a lot of that is what humanizes us and what we can relate to and I haven't found anybody to um to the day that is very established in this kind of space and so I think that this uh adventure travel outdoor space is definitely trying to move in the right direction as far as like including more people of color and um Mm -hmm. like the lgbtq uh, community Mm -hmm. but um it's it's not common i was just talking about this with my friend the other day Mm -hmm. where she was looking for um just like for photographers online and she showed me a video a screenshot of her recording it was her and instagram suggesting you know that also suggested of other photographers Uh it was her scrolling through it and it was all white men it was just that it I think it was after 20 people, she finally found um, a white female that was a photographer. And I'm like, there was not even one non-white photographer creator in, in this adventure space. And so um, I, I think that, you know, at least for me, I know that I've had this dream and like seeing somebody or not seeing somebody of my my story or anybody that even looks like me it made me a little bit um I don't know how you would say it but like I couldn't do it because I didn't see it It must not like intimidated maybe yeah yeah like it wasn't realistic for me because I didn't see it and um Um, and I think that that's kind of what pushes me more to do it because I feel like you know we we can do it. I can do it too. And I would hope that, you know, I'm yeah. sure that if I'm the, I'm not the only Latin girl that wants to be in this photography outdoor adventure space. And so mm-hmm. um, I want to hopefully inspire other women of my background to, to go for this kind of career. Cause it's a very, it's not a very normal career, um, you know, nursing mm-hmm. and healthcare and stuff like that. That's kind of like a very pushed career in our, in our Latin community. Cause it's safe. It's very, you get consistency, all the thing. And I think that's how I got into it too, other than my brother's story. But now I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to do this. Ever since I was little, like I've always been a creative person. Every time in high school, I would take those uh, 
career test, it would always come out with two results, either science okay. or creative arts. I was in high school. Uh, I was in choir all four years of high school. I went to acting school to model and it included a little bit of modeling. And I've always thought that I was going to be an actress when I grew up. Just always thought. I play guitar. My parents are uh, come from a musical family background. My dad's a oh, musician. Cool. My grandma was a singer. And I always thought I was going to be in the creative arts, but I think going through my brother's experience and also just the culture of like, choose something that will give you good consistency and safety. And that's what yeah. pushed me yeah. to the healthcare field. But now I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to explore this other side of Jesse, you know, what, the creative mm-hmm. part, because <laughs> I'm so creative in the inside. And um, I've been exploring that and how to, how to find a, a career out of that now as an adult. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love that. How, like, how have your parents been with this creative side of you? Are they supportive with it? Since it's <laughs> not like a stable, I mean, it yeah. can be a stable job, but like, yeah, since it's it something different. She knows what you mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I have to say they have been so supportive. I love them. Oh. I love my parents so much. And, um, I think in the beginning they were not, you know, against it, but more, tell me more. I don't really know about this. Intrigued, you know? yeah. And so it wasn't until finally um, I started to explain to them, this is how I work with brands. This is what a partnership with a brand looks like. Um, you know, all of those pictures you see in those magazines, yeah. someone has to take those photos that's someone's job that is the job I'm trying to hopefully have one day um and just be and also just the freedom aspect of it the other day I sat down and um, wrote down my values and and stuff because I want to make sure that you know now that I'm going for you know um a career that I want I want to make sure that I'm going in um, in it, in the right direction, my mindset mm-hmm. and freedom was like my number one value. I, um, mm-hmm. uh, just like being my own boss and all the things that, you know, people go into freelancing with is, is something that I have, I didn't realize was so important to me until I finally started being in the healthcare field. And I don't know, t- asking for like time off as an adult, I'm like, I'm an adult. I don't have to tell you what time off I want. But I know it just comes with the job, but (laughs) Um, I'm a little stubborn in that way. But um, yeah, so they've been really, really uh, supportive in that aspect. Again, my dad's a musician. And at one point, um, he told me that when he was younger, he had to, he kind of came on a crossroads in his life where he was going to pursue music full time or he was going to have a family and kind of like settle down a little bit and so um he ended up choosing the family aspect of it because he loved Mm -hmm. my mom he had kids and so he still does music but he has him and my my mom both work in factories they have their entire life Mm -hmm. and um and but he still pursues music as a side gig he like plays you know different kind of parties and stuff like that has had his own band and and music is still very relevant in our in our family i grew up listening to music my entire life and so i think that because of that creative side of him they were both like okay well tell me more what does this look like for you yeah so yeah yeah (laughs) that's amazing that you have their support and 
love. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very mm. grateful to have good parents and just a good community, um, like friends and family. Yeah. Um, and Phil, I have to give him a little shout out too. He's been really great. Um, I always joke with him. I'm like, babe, did you know that you were going to marry such a passionate, driven woman? Because <laughs> <Aww. laughs> like so I was cute. saying earlier, sometimes it's a little overwhelming even for myself because I get so into it. Um, I just yeah. feel so much fire inside me. And um, he's like, you know what? I knew it from the very beginning. Just, just go for your Aww. dreams. And so I'm like, okay, mm. so here I am. <laughs> and yes. I hope I love connecting with other Latin women and other Latin not necessarily just photographers I have to say mm -hmm. though I've yet to meet another outdoor adventure travel Latin photographer that's like going at this as a photographer part versus influencer part because like mm -hmm. what I've learned recently and this was from my personal struggle that I was going through was there's a difference between being a photographer and like a freelancer versus being a, an influencer and there's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. either of them they're both businesses in their own right mm -hmm. but um there's it, and it came apparent to me when I started pitching to clients because they would ask me for my followers or my engagement right right all that influencer mm -hmm. stuff but I'm like no I'm not pitching mm -hmm. to to promote on my on my profile I'm pitching to be a part of your team to, to so take true. photographs for your campaigns. And so mm. a lot of people I've met online, like Latin creators, have been more of the influencer aspect of it, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, but once again, it's just another example of underrepresentation and lack of when Latin, you know, um, Latin travel adventure photographers. A lot of photographers mm -hmm. that I, female photographers that I do look up to have um, have a different story than mine. They're not, you know, the same culture or anything like that. Amazing photographers. I love them. I look up to them. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I hope to to kind of have a little bit of a voice in that space too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope You're that makes so passionate sense. about it. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like I could really sit down and have a long conversation with you mm -hmm. as I'm trying to shift out of nursing and more into the outdoor photographer role. Yes. Because yes. like I was sharing about all of our travelers so, or traveling. So now it's kind of like I'm thrown into this influencer mm -hmm. position, mm -hmm. which I was like, okay, I can use this to my benefit to attract right. brands. But mm -hmm. then I get thrown to this, like, what's your engagement? What's your follower yes. rates and all of that. And I almost feel like undervalued because I'm like, who cares about that? I don't exactly. want to be an affiliate. I want to be a partner. Yes. So it is this really weird a place to be in and kind of trying to explain yourself when I, I don't know I almost think like affiliate marketing is great mm -hmm. for some people but like mm -hmm. I the work that we put in and the passion that we have behind it I feel like it's so much more that we're like undervalued when they pitch that yes, um, absolutely. and it's a it's a really awkward position to try and be like but I have so much more that I put into this like can I yes have yeah. that be Right. Valued. I don't know. I and think, I, yeah. I will say I've never thought about it until you said it. The pictures that you see in the magazines of like the outdoor brand products and stuff half, like more than half the time it's men that are yeah. showcasing mm -hmm. that. And I feel like I've even subconsciously 
cause I'm with my husband. Right. And he is just like, to me, obviously so hot. like So like outdoor dude. I'm just like totally into that. So I'll use him to model more often than I'll use myself. And I was like, holy crap. That's why. I mean, there's other reasons too. Like he's hot and he just looks good in that stuff. But like, that's a huge reason too that I've never thought of before. And I'm trying to think of another female other than the two of us that I can really see in like that position instead of just as an influencer trying to promote it. Yes. So and I true. can't think of any. Mm-mm. Yeah. I yeah, would love, I I'll send you some stuff that I've been, some females, um, creatives. Have you ever heard of the other podcast called creatives in the wild by Justine? What's her name? I have. Yes. I, yeah. So all of I what I love so. about that podcast and just Justine, she's a freelancing coach. Um, and she just created this new podcast that I've been sending to all my friends. So I'll send it to you girls. <laughs> it's been a really big inspiration in that way that like all of these women that she interviews have been female creatives in their own skills, right? Like female producers, female photographers, female directors, filmmakers, even graphic designers, whatever it is, but none of them are influencers. And it's been amazing to hear their story because they're like so well-known in their community and this space and this outdoor adventure space. And they're not influencers. I follow them all online and they're not, yeah, they have like a little bit of a following, but they're not Mm -hmm. actively posting. You know, they're not, you would see them, you wouldn't, automatically think influencer and um and apart from that you know it I've also followed um other male photographers adventure travel photographers and a lot of them have said Mm -hmm. like I have specifically stopped using Instagram for a year just to prove that you don't need a following to have this as a career and that makes me Mm -hmm. so excited because I'm like yes I can do this I can step away from having to post all the time like not having to record every time I'm outside because like that's not why I went outside in the first place um it just kind Mm -hmm. of I feel like ever since the influencer world kind of popped up I feel like it kind of got blurred with the photography space because like if you're a graphic designer they don't ask you what's your following right like at least I don't think they do but for some reason, yeah. like the photographer, it just like kind of blends in and it gets blurred. And so I think that trying to separate that apart and mm-hmm. trying to include like more diverse voices is like a big conversation in its own. It's like this like messy mm-hmm. web. It's like, I don't know, yeah. my sourdough experiment where I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that right now and it's not going well. <laughs> Mm. I just started my sourdough exper- uh, journey, so it's been, it. it's been awesome. But yeah, so yeah, I would love to share some people with you um, just so mm-hmm. to give you inspiration that it is possible. It's not easy, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing that now, but I think it's possible. Yeah. And I think yeah. that once you I grow your you community... <laughs> so much credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that once you like network and genuinely network right that's another thing that I've been trying to navigate is like I want to network but I don't know how to I'm still learning how to approach it genuinely without you know like I genuinely do want to grow a community and like friends in the Mm -hmm. industry not just like hey I want to be friends with you because like you got connections I want to like be friends with you and talk about the struggles and the ups and downs of this freelance business with you and Mm -hmm. if we both Mm -hmm. know people even better and that's how you know that's how you grow your connections and your network and so I'm kind of in that right now (laughs) 
Yeah. I feel so like similar to you. Like, let's be friends. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I was saying, I would, I would give you both so much credit because I'm a wedding photographer and oh, yes. I don't like, I don't have to pitch myself, you know, yeah, like yeah. they just, you do, but you don't, it's different. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. a different approach. Right. Yes. Yeah. I yes. actually, the girl who took my photos back in Illinois, mm-hmm. cause we got married in Illinois. Oh, cool. she mm-hmm. reached out to me and she's so cute. I love, she did Aww. such a great job. I mean, she's amazing. Um, that's awesome. And she was asking me like how she can start pitching to brands. And, and that's just an example oh. of how it's a different approach the wedding industry yes. versus like outdoor adventure space, like more commercial editorial kind of stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wild. I love it. I hope you take over the world with this. Yeah. <laughs> it would be wow. so cool to see to kind of like finish it out before we share where people can connect with yeah. you online. What, what would you say to your younger self mm-hmm. or a younger Latina? It doesn't even have to be necessarily in this outdoor photography space, but just a young version of you that wants to do something a little bit different, maybe in an area where she doesn't feel represented. Mm-hmm. What would you say to her to be of an encouragement? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about little Jessie when she was recording herself dancing and writing out her dreams in her journal when she was younger and afraid to do this creative journey. Um, I would tell her, Honestly, it's kind of simple and it's a little dumb, but just go for it. Mm-hmm. You be yourself. Do not apologize as far as why you don't know certain things because there's a, a big discrepancy that like a lot of, even though I grew up in America, like there's still a lot of American cultural things that I, I'm not familiar with because I grew up in such a Mexican household. Um, mm-hmm. I would say just go for it. I think that everyone has a story to tell. Everyone's voice is valuable and worthy. And I think that it's worth telling. And um, mm. honestly, just going for it. This this life is so precious. Yeah. This life is so short and you never know what can happen. So just go for it, girl. You got this. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. Now share where everyone can find you. We'll link everything in the show notes as well. If you have anything coming up. Anything you want to promote. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, I have my Instagram. I guess that's the first place people look is uh, Our World with Jesse with a Y. <laughs> um, and then I have two websites. I have my photography website. And I have my travel blog. They're both connected. Like there's links to each other on each of the websites. But one is for my freelance and one is for my community base. So um, my travel blog is ourworldwithjessie.com. And my photography freelance website is ourworldwithjessiephoto.com. Amazing. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. And if you're in Colorado Springs or in Colorado and want to hang out, go for a hike. Hit me up. (laughs) 
I want to. <laughs> I want to too. I've been to Colorado Springs, like Garden of the Gods and stuff, and I can just like picture myself walking among that with you and like having a yes. deep conversation. Yeah. I was like, dang, yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm here, girl, whenever you want. <laughs> I'm all oh, about the deep conversations. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. Thank and thank you, you so for much. being vulnerable. Yeah. I yeah. feel like you were just dove right into the deeper conversations that can sometimes make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, get this girl more representation, like get her more work. (laughs) You You have such a cool story. And I'm glad that we were able to showcase that in our little neck of the woods. So thank you so much. And we really, really appreciated you. Yes, Jesse. Yes. Take oh, over the world, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Everyone go follow her. Support her. Cheer her on. Yes, she's so cute. She is so cute. Thank, thank you. Thank you so you. much, ladies. And honestly, just thank you for being interested and curious and having given me the space and um a stage to to tell a story. Hopefully other girls can um reach out and uh, they've already been interested in like more latinas talking about this space mm-hmm. so i'm really excited to open up a, a dialogue and conversation so thank you so much mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> i love that thank you so so much for listening to want her with your girlfriends sandy and olivia we hope this chat has motivated you to chase those dreams take hold of your mental health or finally let out that inner weirdo maybe even all three. If you're a fan of what we do, we'd sincerely appreciate it if you subscribed and rated us five stars. Talk to you next time.